Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and friends. And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to freelance copywriter, an awesomely nice person, Amy Benzmar. Now, I'm not sure if she's related to Benzema, who plays for Real Madrid, but if she is, that'd be awesome. Mm, I should have asked her that. Originally from the good old US of A, Amy first came to Asia teaching English in Japan. After a backpacking hollybob to northern Thailand, she decided that life in Thailand would be the right path for her. And 12 years later, Amy is here and a massive part of the Phuket media scene. From her copywriting skills to being the admin of the biggest foodie Facebook group in Phuket, not only is Amy one of the best copywriters in Phuket, she's also one of the nicest people we know. We like Amy. She's cool. Enjoy the show. Raging porn star, otherwise known as. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie! Hello! Hello! <laughs> Hello, Amy. Hello, hey, Jay. Amy. Hi, Russell. How you doing? Good, thanks. Yay! Yeah. Um, so, we are in Starbucks, in other bucks are available. In uh, Central, we're allowed out. We are indeed. I have noticed that neither of you two have a mask. I do, it's on the table actually, under my car. I'm using it as a coaster at the moment. It's in my purse. Okay, as long as it's allowed in your purse. Um, Amy. Jay. Who are you? Who am I? I am, you don't know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I am Amy Bensema. I have been here for 13 years. Um, variety of things I've done on the island since I've been here. And How long, sorry, 13? 13, yeah. yeah. Where did you come from, where, where, where were you before? You I was in Japan get... before I came to Thailand. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Groovy. What were you doing in Japan? Spent five years in Japan teaching English. Cool. Had a great job. Cushy holidays, great pay, yeah, yeah. house, car, close to Tokyo, all of it. But I got really, really sick of teaching English uh, in, in that environment and atmosphere. So I thought I'd come to Thailand. And was that just the like the, the city nature of things? or? No, it was just the... The, the relentless be- monotony of it? Yeah, the relentless monotony of it. Yeah, like, it was time to move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so, background-wise, I mean, was teaching sort of your background, or was it no. just, just something you just fell into? <laughs> it's like something I fell into. I graduated university with uh, degrees in English and Spanish. Okay. So, English was literature and writing, and Spanish, like, language and, li- and linguistics. And Whereabouts? I went to school in Iowa. Iowa, Iowa State hey, University. Midwest, yeah. middle of the United States. In the middle, yeah. in the middle. Okay. Um, and when I graduated, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I never knew what I wanted to do as far as school I went. I still don't. Like, English and Spanish was my thing, so that's why I was like all major in Why this. was Spanish your thing? Did you have a Spanish boyfriend? No, I didn't, but the language came very easy to me. And so when I needed to pick up extra, um, you Boys. know, extra well, that too, <laughs> classes and things, I always chose Spanish. And then... I spent time in Mexico. I went to school in Mexico. Oh, um, so now there's a different... Is, is Mexican Spanish slightly different from Spanish Spanish? Spanish. It's very different. Yeah. It, very it, different. It's like how you... 
how can I say, American English, and English versus English. like the Queen's tongue. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's it's completely different. Pronunciation is different. Slang is different. I mean, obviously, overall, there's the same meaning. But I suppose if you ask someone from Spain about Mexican Spanish, they would say that's dirty Spanish. Yeah, in the same way, if you ask someone um, from the UK about American English, <laughs> they would say, oh, rah, savages. Savages, <laughs> yes, it's true. Are these wrong, though? But, but either can understand the other. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. So what got you to Japan? Okay, so yeah, graduated university, had no idea what I was going to do. I graduated in December. I didn't have the traditional where you graduate in May because I went a semester over. Okay. And so... I'm looking at you blankly because... Was that just because you were clever? No, it was because I took some time off. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Rookie mistake. I would have just said, yes, I'm that clever. (laughs) We can go back and edit that bit if you want to say you're you're just clever, clever. No, no, it's okay. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, actually, and so I actually applied to take the test to be an immigration officer. Oh, wow, okay. um, To work with immigration in the United States with, like, Border Patrol. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't want to do it, but because wait, I could speak on. Spanish. Okay, so when you wanted to be a uh, immigration, was that just there stamping people with passports, or did you want to be on the front line with, the with your AK-47, no. all, you know, <laughs> I, I was going to say black faced up, but that's probably a terrible yeah. thing to say, isn't it? I don't mean black faced. Stamping passports, Jay, stamping passports. Yeah, balaclavered yeah, 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 up. Yeah, yeah. Stamping passports, like working, working within immigration. And, like, I didn't want to do it, but all of the other people I graduated with who were also... Or with, with Spanish degrees, we're like, let's just all go take this test together. Let's all do, go do, do it. Do you have much immigration in Iowa? Yeah, there's loads. I was oh. going to say, because that borders Mexico, doesn't it? it no. Oh, okay. No, but we have Does it border Canada? It's up no. that way. It's closer it's to that, that way. way. So it's a terrible job to choose as an immigration officer in Idaho. Iowa. Iowa. Same place. Do you have potatoes too? No. <laughs> I could get this girl no. day. Corn. Corn. Yeah. Oh, Corn. okay. It's a but no, so I didn't want to do it. But the, the thing is, is that I didn't want to do it. But I, I went and I took the test and I didn't pass, thankfully. <laughs> like, I didn't pass. And then I was like, okay, well, like, I did that. I went with a group of friends. We all took this test. And then I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was waiting tables. I had just graduated. How, sorry, how did you fail a test where you just have to stamp a passport? No, did you miss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that. It was a very lengthy exam, okay. all in Spanish. Like See, I just had a flashback. Oh. Essay, what? All your friends were there? Hey, hey come on, this is great. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's been a long, well, I've also been had a long a week. Do you remember Spitting Image? <laughs> yes. Well, the bit with Gorbachev and he's stamping the papers. Yes. <laughs> just with your head. <laughs> sorry, that just took me no, back to that. Okay. So your test was in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And you failed. And I failed. So you're obviously not very good at Spanish. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, I guess yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I know, but my heart wasn't in it. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. I went to take the test. But luckily... Japanese and Spanish are so similar that I can understand the theory. Yeah. Oh, do you know, I failed my Spanish exam. I'm going to go to Japan, Japan and speak and teach yeah. English. Yeah, but, but actually, I ended up having a lot of Peruvian friends in Japan, so I was still able to speak Spanish oh, when there I was you go, living you see. in Japan. Yeah. So why? So you failed to immigrate. Sorry, <laughs> you, you you made didn't a pass. you didn't pass. You made a mistake <laughs> on your Spanish exam. Um, Oriba, Oriba, and all that. Uh-huh. And then what? So how long before then did you? Were you just kind of fizzing around, didn't know what to do, and then went? Yeah, oh. I was waiting tables. Like I was still living in my university town, waiting tables. And a friend said to me, "If you have no idea what you want to do, but you want to travel, you want to have like a decent job that's fun, you get a good income." She was like, "Go to Japan and teach English." And so it just so happened that my university town had a sister city 
in Japan, oh, and they cool. were looking for an English teacher. And so I, I went. Like, I went to Japan, and... Did you get the job first, or you just flew out to Japan? No, I got the job first. Oh, okay. I got the job first. Um, you actually, passed that sorry, test that's then. the second time. Actually, oh. sorry, that's the second time. The first time, uh, the first time straight out of university, I applied through a company and went to Japan to teach English. And it was like in, not in a proper school. It was like, um, what do we, they call them Juko. Like, uh, call them what, sorry? Juko. Juko. So basically I would work from 10 in the morning until like eight or 9 p.m. at night. And then all through the day, like when students would finish their, their normal school, they would come for extra English, one-on-one -on -one lessons, group lessons, that kind of thing. Um, I was in Japan that time for, th for three years. And I went back to the States because my mother fell ill and um, I wanted to help to take care of her. Sure. And maybe it was like a year and a half later, I was back in my university town, like scrounging around, hanging out, you know, what you, trying to figure out life. And then that is when I, I had the opportunity to go and teach English through their sister city program. Um, and then I was there for... Yeah, almost three years. It was like two and a half. Did you like Japan? I love Japan. Japan is great. I highly recommend you visit there yeah, if you've never I've, been. I've been there once for three hours. Uh, for three <laughs> hours. And then you, gotta, you need yeah. to leave the airport. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. do that. <laughs> Out of interest, is, is Iowa your home state? <coughs> I, no, well, it's funny. Yes and no. I'm going to cough. Go for it. We're going to right, sit here quietly <laughs> while you cough. <coughs> so no one will notice. Okay, so <laughs> I was born in North Dakota. Okay. And growing up, we moved. Is that where Mount Rushmore is? Was that South Dakota? That's South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, I always get those two confused. Very good, And why the fuck are there two Dakotas? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, there right? are. Yeah. It's like there's two Carolinas. But no, I yeah. was. So yeah, I was born in North Dakota and growing up, because of my father's job, we moved all over the states. Like Fargo. I lived in. Yeah, Fargo. There, is yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there we go. That's a great movie. It's oh, great. the series. Yes, the series was better. The series but yeah. is good as well. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> no, but um, so yeah, I kind of lived all over the United States okay. growing up. Mm -hmm. So Midwest or just literally everywhere? No, literally everywhere. Okay. And then we settled in Iowa because that's where the home office of my father's job was. Right, okay. And so we moved to Iowa from Georgia, I think. Okay. And I showed up with a Southern accent yeah. and said like, y'all and things like this. <laughs> and oh, ostracized I, from day one. Yeah. I like that Southern. I like that. I mean, I like yeah. the Carolinas and I like that area. I must admit, I think it's beautiful. It Texas. Is. Have you, have you been? Oh, no, there's a lot of things I like about <laughs> Texas. Have you, you've been to this? I state. lived in the States. Did you? Yeah, I, I lived there for a year. I lived in- no, you um, You're in Florida. No, I didn't live in Florida. I, live in I lived in Virginia. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, did okay. I lived 13 yeah. miles outside of D.C., so we're really close to D.C. Yeah. Um, Dad's job was in, um, well, I can't tell you what he was doing, but he was a secret agent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then we did, a, we did a couple of trips, and one of the trips did, we drove from Virginia right down the coast uh -huh. all the way to Florida to go to Disney World, Disneyland, yeah. whichever one's that side. Um, and that we went through the Carolinas. What a, I mean, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then the other trip we did was we flew from Virginia over to San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then drove from San Francisco across. So we did Death Valley, yeah. uh, all that kind of Grand Canyon and all that yeah, stuff. Beautiful yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yosemite Park. I, I love it. I think it's a gorgeous it place. Is. Don't say that. I was supposed to be there. What in Texas? Last, no, I was supposed to be in Yosemite last month. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Yosemite is just one big volcano? Come again? Yes. It's a dormant volcano. It's a dormant the volcano. Whole thing. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Cool. Pretty much the whole thing, yeah. There you go. Uh, anyway, so Japan. <laughs> what did you like about it? What's not to like? No, I liked the um, 
there's a very cool mix of old and new in Japan. So you can be like walking down a very busy street in Tokyo with like all the latest electronic equipment or cameras, whatever, and you'll see a little old lady in a kimono, you know, shuffling down the road. And like, I really liked that about Japan. It's a Japan. unique blend. Like, when I, I mean, it's such, a, it's such a cool blend. And when I first moved there, I fell in love, I just, I fell in love with everything. Like Japanese people are so kind and so I like, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're is, is it got a clean? Good vibe out of the place. Yeah, really good vibe. Sorry, is it clean and, and yes. spotless like Singapore? So it's that kind of cleanliness. Um, maybe not as clean as Singapore, but it is very. But Singapore, I mean, as much as I like going there now, it's it's quite sterile. It, it's yeah, Japan is not like that. Yeah, but they've okay, got cool. a great recycling system for trash. Like you get mm. like <laughs> you get four. Um, you get like four trash bins and you can only put certain things out on a certain day and you need to write your name and your house address on your trash bag. And so if they you can follow up. Put, wow. If you have put something out on the wow. wrong day, that's good. the garbage man will come and knock on your door and give you back your trash bag and say it can't go out until that the next day. That happened to me in the UK once when they first started the separation. And I'd put, it's getting mental now. Yeah, and, and I must I put the one the green bin out, and I put some salad that we hadn't had, but it was still in its plastic container. Sorry, plastic. Um, <laughs> and they, they left it, and they put a little note saying, sorry, but that was when it was first starting. Yeah. But putting your name and address is a really good idea. Yeah. What's that, some drugs you're it's, squirting in your throat? It's throat spray. <laughs> that's good stuff. Is that the camel sound stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, great, it's that good is. Stuff. Um, but no, <laughs> yeah. okay, so Japan, the, I, I, I'll give you another example of Japan. I had a house in a car. You had a house in a car? A That's a big fucking car <laughs> or a small house. Or it's just a camper van. <laughs> I mean, yeah, either way. I wish, I wish it was a camper van. A house yeah. and a car. And one night I came back from the grocery store and I parked my car like in front of my house and I put my wallet on top of the roof, like on the roof of the car. <laughs> and I left it there overnight. Next morning it was still there. Same thing, I lost my wallet on the train once. Uh, this this wallet thing is an issue. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Not any. It was when I lived in Japan, and it was returned with all the money, all the credit cards, everything. Cool. Like, Japan has nice. that like very like safe kind of vibe, and people usually tend to do the right thing there yeah. in those situations. And obviously, you, being in, well, we'll get to how you got to Phuket, but you have a lot of um, relationship with the food industry here in Phuket. So, what was yeah. the food like in Japan? Were food you, is great. Were you blogging and doing stuff then, or no. you just just teaching the English? Just teaching English. Um, I liked the food a lot. I tried everything. Like I, I mean, I tried whale and horse, like raw horse, horse sashimi, all the sushi, that kind of thing. The food in Japan is great. Really mm. good. Really, really good. All the restaurants are good. Like all the little like street stalls are really good. Um, Family Mart is great. The food you can buy in Family Mart in Japan <laughs> is like gourmet. Isn't Japan, don't they have the, the vending machines to get ties? Or is that my thinking of somewhere and else? And pants. And pants. And shirts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty mental, isn't it? Mm. It's a little bit left of middle. Yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. idea, though, I guess. There's many well, times yeah. I've spilled coffee on my white shirt and then thought I could do with some pants. <laughs> I'm just, Russell, I just have to point out, you've got a, a bad shoulder at the moment, haven't you? I do. So your arm's in a sling. It is. In a very, I don't want to use the word gay sling because that's probably gay is <laughs> probably not the right <laughs> word, but it's a very gay sling. And also, it was a 99 baht sling. I know, but if you've got a sh sore shoulder, easy mm -hmm. for me to say, why have you got such a massive watch on? Put your watch on your other wrist. 
because you can't tell the you can't look at it and tell the time. I didn't. I don't see it. the yeah. So it's this huge watch that you can see, but you can't see the time on it, and it must be heavy with your bad shoulder. It's not, Just it's, it's not make any the sense. weight of the watch, but I do get your point in terms of. Oh, What's the time, Russ? I've not, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> so three years teaching English in Japan. Yeah, a total of five actually. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah the time of four. Yeah. So then, what was the the move to Phuket? How did that come about? Um, so. I suffered a little bit of a tragedy while I lived in Japan. My mom passed away, and I obviously flew home to the States to be with my family. And then um, when I came back to Japan, I had some, I had some extra time, um, extra vacation time. And so I took a trip to Thailand, like first trip ever by myself, backpacking around, you know, kind of going through a lot of grief and healing, etc. Processing. As, as you do, you know. And um, I really loved Thailand. Like Whereabouts I, were you backpacking? I went north. I was in like Ayutthaya and um, Chiang Mai, Mehong Song, all the of that. I did all of yeah. the north. And then I spent some time in Bangkok because a Japanese family that I had grown very close to actually were living in Bangkok at that oh, cool. time. And so, um, yeah, I fell in love with Thailand. I, it, it helped me a lot at a time when I needed when a lot needed of help, it. actually. Okay. And so I went back to Japan. And I think the next time I had like a lengthy holiday, I came back to Thailand and I did the South. I did Krabi, Kolanta, PPE, all of that kind of stuff. Never, never Phuket. I never came to Phuket. And then um, I think there was, there was one more time that I came on holiday here. And then my contract in Japan was getting close to being finished and I wanted a change. And I thought, huh. How hard can it be to teach English in Thailand? Sure. And so I started going through all these like teacher website, job offer websites. And there was a school in Phuket, which I'm not going to name, uh, which was hiring. And so I thought, huh, why not? I'll go there for one year and teach English. So that's how I ended up in Phuket. Why aren't you going to name it? I don't want to name the okay, school. Okay, fair enough. So the British International school. school that you went to. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside. <laughs> Just out of interest, um, prior to going to Japan the first time round, was that the first time you'd travelled anywhere? Um, no, not, okay. not so the you, first time I okay. had travelled anywhere. I'd, I had travelled before, like around the States, through Mexico, okay. Canada, that kind of stuff. So okay, it but, wasn't... Sort of outside North America, though? Yeah. Okay. So that was my first voyage into yeah, Asia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And going on your own as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I cried like a baby in the in the <laughs> airport, in the airport, saying goodbye to my mom and my dad, like flying from Minneapolis to Seattle and then Seattle to Osaka. Yeah. Did you get much sleep? I did actually. I did eventually, like when the. That, that joke was kind of yes. wasted, wasn't it? A little Sorry. Bit. Yeah. 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 Why? I Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. I was hoping Seattle. you was gonna jump on it. Yeah. Sorry, it was dear. So I, I picked I the wrong maybe person. Maybe edit that I? out. Maybe yeah. edit that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. So you did one, a, a little bit of teaching English at a school we shall not mention. I did, and I actually only wanted to stay in Phuket for one year. Okay. The whole idea was... And this was 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah 13 <laughs> years ago. The whole idea was to be in Thailand for a year, get some work experience, have fun on the beach, make a little money to sustain myself, and then I actually wanted to go to South America after. Nice. Nice. But what happened in living here... I, I hated Phuket for the first like three or four months I was here. I was like, I don't, I don't get why everyone finds this place so special. I was like, it's filled. Come now. <laughs> well, it was just like I was like, it's filled with like, excuse my language, but a lot of assholes, and it's 
dirty. The, I didn't at first. It's, I didn't find the Thai people that nice. Like I had like a very like negative first few months living here, and then um, I can understand un that. Unfortunately, totally. um, I think it's just got even worse. But Phuket is very much a bubble. And then, like, and you meet a lot of people here that are, oh, you know, Phuket, the people here and what have you. And they can't blanch it as in it's Thailand in general, but it's, it's not. Phuket is, it's the Wild West. It's just a bubble it in is. and of itself. Come off Phuket. Everything's very, very different. The people are very, very different. Yep, exactly. But, and people outside, like people in Bangkok, Thai people in Bangkok will scorn about Phuket. All oh, the people there are rubbish. It's just, just it's just how it is. And like it was really the first I'd say like the first three or four months I lived here, I didn't like it very much. No. Um, I can I, I spent a year before I really started to like it. And, and I just sorry to, to, no. to interrupt your story, but I just think it for me it was also I was with a load of older guys and who were like twenty years older than me and all I was seeing was, was that that lifestyle yep. of just kind of that traditional old yeah, yeah. man white old white man's made some money in Singapore or Hong Kong, finance market, and then moved here and doing what they're doing. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. I, I wanted... But then you met me, and everything went rapidly yeah, downhill from there. Yeah, I stuck here. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's funny that you say that, because that's what happened to me. Like, I... You met I, me as I, well. I, well, yes. <laughs> I did meet you and a few other people. But, like, I ended up... You know, I had some friends, like, within my work environment. But then there was a girl that showed up an american girl from california we clicked and through her i met a really good group or together we kind of discovered this like really good group of thai people um they're still like i call them the original gang like we're all still really connected like um she lives in bangkok now because of her husband's job okay he's like a thai superstar oh cool and um but that then my entire experience changed because I had these like really nice Thai people who a lot of them had traveled. They were well educated. They could answer some of my questions, you know, yeah. like about Thailand in general or rules or whatever here. And I felt like I had more of like a support group. And then, um, yeah, I was going to leave. I was still going to leave. And then one day, I was just looking at jobs on like. I think at that time it might have been like the ajan.com website. And Banyan Tree was looking for a person like me, a person that could write curriculum, a person that could teach English, a person that could like come in and help set up um, a resort-wide English language program. For this, I'm assuming for their staff, not the Banyan Tree yeah, School. For the, for the staff. <laughs> For all of the staff oh, in Laguna. All, it was all the staff in Laguna. And rough, what year would that have been? We're talking about 2007-ish? So I came here in 2007, so this would have been 2008. Because, yeah, 2008. So yeah, I applied for the job, and I had two interviews, and I got the job. And then I left I the school. having a meeting with you at Banyan Tree, because I it would have, 2008 was when I was doing the management training. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had to sit down and chat about doing some training programs yes. there. That's correct. Training programs. About that. And Kathy was also in Laguna at And Kathy, the time, yeah, of course. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And Ashley, Tosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. So it, I think it was 2008. Yeah. So yeah, I worked at Banyan Tree for almost five years. And I did all kinds of... That was, that was a great experience. Like, that was my... What do you want to say? My foray into the hospitality industry. And I know that I was on, like, the training side of it. 
but learned a lot about the hospitality industry, how hotels are run, met a lot of nice people, facilitated a lot of really fun English language programs for the staff as well as training programs for the worldwide staff. We facilitated like all these management programs, talent management programs and stuff. So it was, it was a really great experience. Cool. What after that? As I, I looked to Russell for a, I was I thought he was going to jump in, but he didn't. No, oh, after yeah. that, then um, after that, I moved on to work for a timeshare company. Okay, so that's Amy's uh, podcast. Thank you very much for joining yeah. us, Amy. You know this, well, Jay. I think Amy and I had a, a chat. Actually, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It was. Um, I wouldn't say we have a mutual friend, but we were mutually contacted by someone, and we had a discussion about it. Yep. Um, I've had I'm assuming we're not mentioning names here. No, no, no we're no, not no. going to name drop. I, I so, had we, a, so we all know exactly who it is. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think I've told you the story actually. Oh, right, okay. Right. I think I've kept. It's like my my other podcast affair that I'm having. I haven't really <laughs> told you anything about it. Um, I'm assuming. Uh, well, I know which podcast. Which podcast? Which podcast? Which timeshare company did you work for? The, I, the good one. Um, sure, the yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't sell timeshare. Okay. I need to be very clear about that. I didn't sell timeshare. I was brought on to do social media. Events, photography, blogging, magazines, all of that kind of stuff. stuff. So yeah. I just want to point out, there are some good timeshare companies out there. There are. And there are also <laughs> some friggin' horrible ones which have ruined the timeshare industry for it's a lot true. of people. It's true. So, um, although to be I fair, you could apply that to any industry. No, you could do, but I think for the timeshare does have a really bad reputation. It has a horrible uh, reputation, especially you, here and in Bali. Yeah, and in yeah. Spain as well. And in Spain, yes. I know. There's a reason for Spain and for here. Yes. Um, same company. <laughs> yeah. But my parents actually went to either Banyol or one of the Laguna places, and they went through the whole 90-minute presentation, four-hour presentation, and you get your free golf trip or whatever it is. Yep. And they actually worked it out, and they thought that the one for Laguna or Banyol trip, whatever it was, was actually worthwhile because they were coming to see me all the time, mm -hmm. and it actually made sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there, there's some horrible ones out there. There are some horrible ones out there, but the ones, I think, within Laguna as well as, like, uh, Marriott Vacation Club, Good. Yeah, Anantara as well. Anantara, yeah, they're high caliber. Let's not mention the one that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other one that we because, haven't mentioned. Because when I was working at the British Coconut Island, were you at that company about 2000? Because I was there till about 2009, 2010. And that's when that timeshare company started to have dinners. And that's where I met Charlotte. You were there longer than that. I came oh, well, in after was. that. Oh, okay, okay. I came in after that. Well, it's I, like we're having a secret conversation. No, no one understands. You, yeah, you weren't at you weren't no, at no, the okay. village coconut island anymore. I came in after that. Um, maybe the next I don't know, like the next year or something. Okay. So you're doing social media marketing for yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of just the so awareness on the on the social yeah. side of things for Yeah, the and that's company. actually how I started like I'd go to events and I'd meet contacts and they'd say hey can you can you write a blog post for me can you write an article for me so that's when you started blogging was at that time I, I really wouldn't say that I'm blogging because I don't have my own blog started writing but as a content I, I writer do, I, yeah that's when I started really doing like a lot of copywriting and content writing and social media management that kind of stuff that was like whoosh that was my foot in the door cool and, and that's no there's I mean there's even more after that because this company decided to, you know, there was a bit of an economic turn, turn down yep. here. And uh, I was let go. I was made redundant. I was 
It was it was a good deal. It was great, you know. Like I got to keep my work permit active, my visa active, and I was paid out. So it gave me a bit of like leeway to do some stuff. So I had some fun helping uh, Gordon with the Asian super yacht rendezvous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like before Cataracts had their own rendezvous and all of that. So I did some stuff for Gordon and did some like sub editing at the Phuket News. Did some stuff for the tiger. Was just doing all kinds of stuff. But then I was like, okay, I need, I need like a real job. So I went and worked as a personal assistant for three years to a guy who has a uh, a company here. The the like the head office is here. It's a diving liveaboard company. There's two boats in Thailand, but the rest are in all these like exotic locations around the world: French Polynesia, Galapagos, like this. But I still, during those three years, I'll make a long story short, kept doing freelance work, like content writing, copywriting, what, whatever. And one day I just got really fed up of being a personal assistant and I quit. And that's when I went freelance. And that's how it's been now for like the last, I think it's been almost, mm, th almost four years. And, and how, how are you finding that? Well, as I say, yeah, COVID aside. <laughs> Uh, COVID aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last four years up until 2020. No, I, I was really very fortunate, you know. I had no idea if it was going to work or if I was going to, like, have any jobs or make any money. But I, when I left my personal assistant job, I went through my entire email contacts. And I sent out, like, I blasted out an email to a variety of people. And I said, listen, this is what's happened. I'm going freelance. I've worked with you before. This is my skill set. Like, if you know what of you anyone need? looking for someone like me, please let me know. If you need help, let me know. And then I had a friend arrive for a week for a holiday after he left. Opened the email inbox, and I had like 100 emails, Sweet. all people needing like work. So while you were while you were sort of full time employed as a PA, yeah, but you were still keeping this sort of on the side, keeping. It I had a side gig. Yeah, no, yeah. In a, in a similar, <laughs> it's, it's the way to do it, right? Because in a similar way, when I before I went sort of full full time with the dog training, uh -huh. I was doing other. I, mean, I, I fell into coral seekers because of what happened to Stuart, and then yes, I got. I remember. The, yeah, and then from there got involved with the security company. Which yeah, I, I didn't really want. Too. I didn't want to do either. Right. But at the same time, I needed the security. I needed, I needed the need, money. You need the money. You I'm need the security. Building yes. up the business, and then when it came to you know, I can let's do this full time. It's an easier run. Yeah. So no, I know exactly how that feels. When did the um, the Phuket Foodies page? Where, what got you involved in that? So that that's the only reason I'm saying that is because a lot of people know your name. A lot of people think I'm a food critic well, or that's a the food thing, blogger. Because people yeah, see yeah. That, um, uh -huh. I mean, uh, and so when did that all come about, and how did that come about? Okay, so Phuket Foodies is actually not mine. Um, there is a there's a lady in Bangkok called Samantha who has a PR agency who has a lot of food clients. So she has like Bangkok Foodies, Phuket Foodies. I don't know, Singapore foodies, like all these different like foodie groups and websites and da 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 da. And she was looking for someone in Phuket to admin the group, to go out and do food reviews, just to help. And I was like, why not? It'll be fun. Like I like to, we all like food, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was yeah. like, I like to go out to eat and that kind of thing. So that's how I became involved in Phuket foodies. And that was like maybe three years ago. And so... There used to be a lot of like work with Phuket Foodies where it would be like restaurant reviews. People would just call and be like, can you come please? Because 
we need the exposure and we think if we put it in this group, it'll be like a really good idea. And now there's not so much work, obviously, but like during this whole COVID time and, you know, restaurants closing yeah. and all of that kind of stuff, I did my best to try in that group on Facebook because I assumed everyone would be spending a lot of time online to like I flooded it with like local restaurants like you know support your small local business kind of thing in my neighborhood obviously we were all locked down so in the Rawai neighborhood that's that's down south down south somewhere. yeah down south yeah, see, this, is far, this is as far south as I've, I've come yeah ever P- Phuket is really? genuinely Phuket oh yeah we don't go down your way darling <laughs> I mean, in fact, I'm, I'm on the wrong side of the are, tracks uh, no, yeah, yeah, Phuket are. is like Korea but There's it's, a north it's and a south. Yeah, it's yeah. true. We are currently sitting in the DMZ. This is where people come to meet from yes. either end. Right? No, it's and true. We go out here. It's true. But, you know, the thing, I don't go to your neighborhood very often. No, you shouldn't. But <laughs> I don't want you there. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, we don't want curly-haired people in our yeah. neighborhood. We're curly-haired-ish. Yeah. <laughs> English, to be fair, which is definitely you. But I like your neighborhood, but I'm not sure that the whole Chantile area. I don't live in Chantile. You live over like near. I'm Yamu, baby. Yamu, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Posh. yeah, yeah. That's nice over there. Uh, yes, you're right. It that's is. That's very I nice there. over there, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the good restaurants over there too, right? I just, uh, Are I not yes. really. I don't eat out much. Do you cook? Yeah, I cook a lot. And do you know, I my problem Badly, is badly. No, a lot. my <laughs> problem is with restaurants is I'm a cheapskate. Uh-huh. And I don't like spending money on things that I can do myself. Yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not a chef in any way, shape or form, but I can cook a chicken breast and some salad and some sure, vegetables. Sure, 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 of course. Um, but I just don't like the whole... I mean, a lot of times I go out by myself or my kids and I just, oh, yeah, it's yeah, easier yeah. to cook at home and have it's food with them than it is to go out. There are some nice restaurants around there. Yeah. Uh, Monkey Pod we used to go to quite a lot. Oh, yeah, the coffee place. Yeah, coffee yeah that's nice. Good. And the, f- the kids like the food there because um, it's not... They don't put a load of crap in their fried rice. Yep. It's just rice it's and, the vi- you know, whatever the they ask for. Yeah. And that's all they want. And they don't have any other bullshit in there. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. And there's um, Le Yamu, which is a seafood restaurant mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. I like it. The kids aren't so keen on it, but I like mm-hmm. it. I like the floating restaurants for me. I know they're not liked oh, because yeah, of all no. the I rare like fish that are in there. But I think that to me is a great experience. Those are fun. I like those too. And the other, there's another, actually, there's another seafood restaurant that's opened down that area. You remember... Um, Lamhin to get to Lamhin seafood, I yep. think it's really good. Yeah, that's yes. got a lot better as well. Yes. There's another little place that's opened up. They've built some shrimp farms there, and there's another place that has opened up. It's blue and white. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. No, but, but I want to try that because that looked quite nice. Yeah, I know the place that you're talking. But yeah, no, I don't eat out very often. I no, mean, I I'll go and have, we used to go out and have burgers with, with Ruskins. With yeah, every now, every now and again. It's like once every couple but of I, weeks. I prefer, but I'm happy to cook at home. Yeah, no, th- that's one thing that... Um, what shall I say, pre-COVID, <laughs> my life was actually really busy. Like, I had a load of clients. I was out and about all the time for work purposes, whether it was, you know, doing food reviews, wine tasting dinners, whatever. I was out and about all the time. And so I didn't cook at home very often because I'm on my own, and I thought, like, I'm not going to make a big meal for myself. But this one thing that COVID... This whole COVID mess is brought back is that I'm cooking at home all the yeah. time now and I love it. Like Sweet. it's 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 good in that sense. I mean it's a bit of a hassle sometimes because I'm like, here I am, one person and I'm gonna eat the same thing for six days in a row. <laughs> but I enjoy cooking at so, home. Yeah. I can do that. I yeah. can eat the same thing Ditto. every day yeah. for, for t- I mean it's funny, if I get something I'm like like chicken wraps is one of my go to mm-hmm. things. 
So I'll buy the breasted chicken, get my wraps, get my salad, get my salad cream I have to have with it, get my jalapeno peppers, and I'll have that through it. for, yeah, yeah, you I, know, I as long as it lasts. I'll keep on going, and I'm happy to have that every single yeah. day. But the other thing I started to do, because I also like to do um, pickling, and I also like to do salt curing. Do so you? this whole kind of, yeah, so at home, my, my fridge is full of meats that are just uh, dry curing at the moment. I've got pickles, I've got olives that I've been marinating. I kind of do all that kind of stuff as well. You so. are a man of mystery. Yeah. Well, that's He's been called a lot worse. But yes, I yeah. have. <laughs> but really? Yeah, I'm really into that kind of stuff. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, um, the, the South Africans are liking me at the moment because they... Bing Tong? Bill Tong? Bill Tong. Which is basically the... Yeah, 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 absolutely. ...salt-cured meat. So I've been yeah. making that and they've been really loving it. That's cool. So, yes, yeah, so we've been doing that kind of stuff. And pickling, you said? You yeah, I love pickle pickling. Veggies yeah, so and that I kind do pickle gherkins. Hang on a second. Whose fucking pick- podcast is this? <laughs> Chris Russell. <laughs> do, um, pickled onions. Um, pickle. I do my own um, gherkins or uh, wallies, as I call them in yeah, England. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I love that. I love, pick- I love all that kind of old school way of cooking. And, mm-hmm. and it was more so as well. It's about storing stuff without. I'm trying to. Be, I'm, look, I'm not sustainable one. I'm not. Yeah. Cool. I do my best. Right, we I all do. I do as much as I can. Um, but one of the key things is, is not using as much kind of containers and not you know cooking mm-hmm. and using gas and so the old school ways of curing your food and, and storing your food or food food uh-huh. seems to be right. So I'm also I grow my own vegetables and then so I've got sun dried tomatoes which are my tomatoes which I grew and then sun dried them for a few days up on the roof. Very cool. Which is very cool. Yeah. yeah, I love stuff like that. And also, I'll keep going because I like this. Yeah, yeah. So and about the you, kids, it's great the kids are seeing that. Yes, of course it is great that your kids are seeing that because so that's, that's going to instill the love of it in them and them wanting to Absolutely. do it as well. Should we get back to Amy now? <laughs> we possibly should. Go on then. Uh-huh. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's really hard to... You've been here 13 years on yep. the back of a one-year stint, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the, I guess the, the, the sensible question might be, you know, what does the future perhaps hold for you? Although that said, given the climate at the minute... Really, who the fuck knows? Or do you have any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no or one knows. I've thought about this a lot lately because it it uh, there is such an air of uncertainty mm. right now. You know, um, with clients, especially like trying to get work. Uh, who knows what's going? I'm currently on the visa amnesty because I went out, came back in on a tourist visa. Was meant to go to Malaysia two days later to get a new non-B and the borders closed so <laughs> timing you know there's uncertainty with the so what happens with that at the moment so the immigration says okay well we just have to wait and see I actually called immigration because I I came back in on a you know like a 30 day tourist visa and I got an extension on that and then they announced this visa amnesty thing and so I actually called July, I yeah. yeah July 31 I called immigration and they, I, they were lovely on the phone. Like, couldn't believe it. You know, I was asking all these questions. I have a lawyer, obviously, that I get, you know, the work permit, the visa, all that through. But I was asking immigration all kinds of questions, and they were like, you don't have to worry right now. Like, and they were like, we can't tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. On, on August the 1st, shit yourself. Well, <laughs> right now. Yeah, but right, they, they were really lovely because they said, we don't know either. We don't know what's going to happen from, you know, the end of July. We don't know if there's going to be another visa amnesty. We don't know when borders are going to open. Like, so they were really nice. But yeah, getting back to that, the future, right? Yeah. I would live here for the rest of my life if I could. Okay, cool. Like, I, I'm in my 40s now. I think unless, you know, I won the lottery and could move to like a villa in Italy or, <laughs> you know, the jungles of Costa Rica or something like that, um, I'm pretty happy and content here. Okay. I like, 
I like Phuket a lot. I know that it has its good and its bad, but for but me, where doesn't, right? for me, a year ago, a year ago, I moved to the Rawai Beach Road. Okay. So actually, like my, I rent a little house. I have sea view, see the long tail boats from my house, and I've kind of tried to integrate myself into the local community, <laughs> like. Um, really good relationship with the, the long tail boat drivers and the boat drivers and the fishermen across the street. And I love where I live. And I think that also probably enhances my love for, sure. for Phuket mm. because like I, I like the local community of Rawai. I like the fact that I can walk everywhere on the Rawai beach road to get whatever I need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the future, I, I'd like to stay here. I'd like to keep doing what I'm doing. I'd like it to be a little bit m more financially viable yeah. <laughs> than it has been over the last few months, but it's understandable because yeah, yeah. we've all been affected, all boat, you yeah. know, by COVID in that yeah. way. Um, but yeah, I love it. I mean, I really do love it here. Sweet. Yeah. When well, you, sorry, are you, you're saying, what sort of cooking have you been doing at home? Have you been doing Thai food or have you been doing Western food? So I actually, uh, I learned how to make all my favorite Thai dishes. Like, Perfect. Oh, cool. um, which I, are? Which uh, Pad Kaprao, Kanamugrob, uh, um, what else? Curry. I learned how to make masamang curry. Wow. From um, scratch or are you from going to from find scratch, a paste? From scratch. Yeah. So those kind of things. Um, but otherwise, cooking at home, I just it just depends. Like... I have a, a slow cooker, so oh, I, I make a beautiful. lot of soup. Like, I'll just throw all the veggies and whatever meat is in the fridge into that and cook it all day, and sometimes it tastes great and sometimes it doesn't. Um, <laughs> That's cooking, man. Eh? Especially with a, a slow cooker. I mean, I slow yes. cook in my oven, really yeah. low temperatures, just so that... But no, I want to buy a smoker. That's my next purchase. Ah, <laughs> so nice. want a smoker. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I've been wanting one for ages. So I was going to try to make my own bacon. That's what originally got me into curing meats was I wanted to make my own bacon. Right. Well, that and cheese because my first... I'm going back to me now, aren't I? Yeah, That's I okay. The first thing I ever did was to try to make goat's cheese. That was about uh, three years ago. I started uh -huh. to try to make goat's cheese. And the reason being is I love goats. I right. love goat's cheese, love goat's milk. And we found a goat farm and he had raw goat's milk that he was uh, selling. And goat's cheese is so expensive here. It's so expensive. So I tried making it myself. Yeah. And it worked? <laughs> the problem I have is I've tried it with different... Um, I've tried it with rennet, which is basically animal... in. Mm -hmm. Cells from the intestine. Yeah. I've tried it without rennet and just using lemon juice. I've tried it with lime juice. I've tried it with vinegar. The problem I don't have is I don't have the culture. So what I'm actually making is basically more of a mozzarella, mozzarella uh -huh. kind of cheese. Rather, You need the culture to really get that goaty flavor. Ah. And that's what I'm not getting. So you need to go and buy the actual culture, the bacteria to make it happen. Uh -huh. And I haven't done that yet. Why don't you blend up a goat and put that in it? Can you <laughs> blend up you a goat? You can get culture here. Yeah, no, uh, Chef Brian, um, who we should get on the podcast, because he's awesome. Um, he says that there's a few places in Phuket that I might be able to get it from. But he definitely uh. knows there's a goat place up in Chiang Mai. If I yep. wanted to, I could go ah. and get it. But I kind of then just got into the, the salt curing, so mm -hmm. I kind of then moved on to that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You mentioned a second ago, if you'd won the lottery... No, no, Amy said I was interesting. Let's just, can we just <laughs> give that another couple of seconds, just to, so the listener can enjoy that bit? You mentioned a couple of seconds Thanks. ago that if you won the lottery, um, short of winning the lottery and buying a villa in Tuscany or, right. or, or what have you, so taking that aside, um, what sort of things would be on your bucket list? My bucket list. Uh, I would like to travel more. Like I've I've traveled enough in my lifetime, but I would like to travel more. Anywhere like, in particular, or just? I have. You know, I've never been to Europe. 
Really? Isn't that just outrageous? Yeah, I've, ne I've <laughs> never, <laughs> no, I've never been to Europe. So okay. Europe would definitely be on the bucket list. When you say Europe, Europe is like us saying, I want to go to America, but America's huge, Europe's huge. Where about, right. is there any particular, because you mentioned Italy, obviously. Yeah, I would love to go, to okay, to go I'd to. love to go to Italy. I would love to go to, I mean, I'd love to see London. Um, I would like to go to Germany. Really? Yeah, why not? I have a really good friend that lives in Germany. I'd love to go and see her. I'd like to do a lot of Eastern Europe but the, and Germany. Really? Well. The you Netherlands. Know, I've got no interest in doing Western Europe, but I'll, I'll, Germany aside. Yeah. I'd love to do I'll it all. You, you know what I mean? I Obviously, the way that we travel has severely changed, changed now. Yeah, but, you know, like, you know, when you're like a uni student and there's this like romantic notion that you're going to... Yeah. put on yeah, a yeah. backpack and spend the summer and the trains traveling yeah. Europe and that yeah, kind of thing. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I spent years working overseas and six months contracts and traveling different places. It's not, it's not going to happen there, is it? My kids aren't going to grow up with that no. opportunities anymore. No, they're not, are they? Oh. But yeah, I, I, so bucket list. Yeah, I'd like to travel more. Okay. Um, I, and this, this is going to sound like so ridiculous and so cliche, but I would just really like to be happy. Do you know what I mean? Just like happy, happy with myself, happy with where I am, feel like I'm in a good place mentally, just happy, like content, you know? Like that's on my bucket list to really get to that like place of like personal acceptance where I just feel like, whew, here I am. Do you have a plan and a step-by-step -step goal to, to, to making that happiness? No. I don't. I think about it a lot, though, and I think about, you know, I, I often carry a notebook with me, and I jot ideas down as they come to That's me, great. whether yeah. it's I'm, you know, whether it's for work or just like random thoughts or whatever. It's a sign of a very. I do the same thing. My problem is, is I'm. From a Can't creative point of view, that's what you do. But I have a notebook there, and a notebook there, and a note, and I then forget my notebook, yes. and then another notebook comes in. That's why phones are quite good. Yes. I've got so many notes in my phone, but. Then, stupidly, I never go back and look at them until six months later. Oh, that was a great idea. I, I prefer, yeah, this is why I prefer to write it down. So, um, yeah, I, I carry a notebook and I, you know, like write things down. But no, I don't have a plan. I think, you know, like, huh, you guys talk a lot about mental health yeah. in, yes, this, in this podcast. Yeah. In, Thank you for listening. No, yeah. I mean, I do listen. I, three. I do listen. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I actually think it's really great that you, that you put that topic out there, especially in Phuket, because it can be very toxic. It's very toxic. Yes, it can be very toxic here, and it doesn't matter if you have a lot of friends or not. You can oftentimes feel very alienated, mm -hmm. and so that That's whole yeah, and that whole and you can't. I mean, you can't go to a counselor here. No. Like you can't. There, there are none. There are really yeah. no options unless you want to go and have like some. Heavy medication. Ho well, or <laughs> holistic hocus pocus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do Reiki. Like, let's yeah, just yeah, yeah, get yeah. rid of the bad energy or whatever. And yeah. so, I think it's really good that you bring the the whole mental health issue up. Please keep doing that. Oh no, thank like, you. And and we do. It's kind of a, a, a key thing for both. I mean, I started this podcast, and yeah. I'm taking totally credit for it. I started this podcast. It's it's my name at the top of the headline. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in lights. When the film is released, I will be, you know, yes. the star. Russell will be about four people down. It just be Russell himself. That's uh. what I'll say on the credits. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the whole mental health <laughs> thing is is part of my, this was part of my process of dealing with it, being able to talk about it. But it's also, you know, and the more that Russell and I have 
chatted about it, the more I'm learning about Russell's issues and my mm-hmm. own issues and other people's issues as well that have come yep. out. And I think it's great that it has happened. And we're happy to keep doing it. You know, and if it sparks conversation, one or, yeah, or one or two or people, even whatever, that's cool with us. No, it does. I mean, remember, I think I messaged you that day. It was a few weeks ago, and I told you, I was like, I'm mm. listening to your podcast, and it's making me cry. I was like, I was sitting at the kitchen table listening and doing other things in the kitchen. And I think it's really good that you bring it up, because I think a lot of people assume, like, oh, you live in Phuket. You live on a beautiful tropical island. You have no cares in the world. You're at the beach every day. You're drinking mojitos every night. And people don't understand, like... As an expat living here, it can be very lonely. It can be very alienating. You have so many hoops to jump through to actually be able to stay here legally if you are not yeah. married to a Thai, yeah. right? And so, and Done then, that. and that brings its own set of issues. <laughs> yeah, that brings its own set of issues. I'm well aware. But You've been um, through it all as well, yeah. yeah. But you know, like through through this whole COVID thing, I feel like for myself, I've been up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and so. I think it's great that you you throw the mental health issue stuff out there because nothing is ever going to get better for like you as a person or myself unless you talk about those issues with people who have actually like gone through it and experienced it and that kind of thing so kudos to you guys very much for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being on the podcast. But I don't want to leave it on that note. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on your bucket list? But thank you for no, and no. just joking aside but do thank you for that. It is something that and, and if you look in the description of our podcast I always put out there there are some links to some mental yes. health websites yep. that you can go to as well and I always put those in even if it's not about mental health they're yep. always there to hopefully you know if someone's reading it they might want to click on it. So. Yeah. Anything else on your bucket list? Bucket list. Um, in the event that I ever do leave Phuket one day, I would like to live in Chinatown in a really big city, like whether it be like LA or New York. I've always wanted to live in Chinatown ever since I was a kid. Don't ask me why. I mean, I probably just stuff my face with dumplings every day. But like, I think I would like to live in Chinatown just to experience living in Chinatown. So the joke I'm thinking of, it was always oh, the golden child. Wasn't the golden child in Chinatown? Was it Eddie Murphy had to go and find the golden the child? Golden, the the wow, golden child, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's that, that was the joke yeah. I was looking at. It does, it's not really a joke. I was thinking of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. but Oh, that's a good one. As well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's also. a good yeah. one. Yeah. But other all those 80s films, there's always a Chinatown in the 80s. There's always a... Yeah, it's just very... I guess because a lot of them were turned into kung fu films and that shows how xenophobic and racist I am that I associate Chinese people with kung fu. Yeah, but we all do because yeah. growing up that's what was thrown in our Absolutely. face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like... And, and the question is, is, is it racist if it's true? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know, actually. I don't know that, either. But, but does that mean all private investigators have a dodgy moustache <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> Because right. that's how right. I grew up. Right, right, right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't and know. if they don't, they fucking yeah, should. Yeah, they should do. <laughs> oh, actually, have you seen the new Magnum? That they, the new TV series Magnum? It's no, terrible. I... Higgins is now a woman. No offence to women, but Higgins has become a woman. Just because to have to have that political correctness, you can't have someone who looks like Adolf Hitler right. as Higgins, because he did look a little bit like Adolf Hitler. To be fair, he did actually. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they have the two dogs anymore because you're not allowed Dobermans because they're scary. Right. So they've got two Chihuahuas, well, two one oh, and one Chihuahua. No. I don't know if they've got that. But it's terrible. It's, just, it's just not good. And he doesn't drive a Ferrari anymore, I don't think. No. Oh, really? What does he drive? Oh, that was probably a, a Chevrolet something. <laughs> Chevy Cruze, you know, eco-friendly. Yeah. Electric, electric, electric car. Vehicle. An electric right, car. Now we've totally gone off the, <laughs> off the rails. Um, That's okay. Russell, any more of your... 
great questions that no. you can think of? I can't think of any questions. We're not doing any more flatness. No, oh, but I think I should. Um, oh. I, I think I should interject here uh -oh. because, like, in the in the event that my family listens to this, and at the beginning you were like porn star. We need well, to. Well, to we, be fair, porn is how we yeah, talk to each other. Right? So, <laughs> that's the first time I saw Thanks you on the, on the big podcast. screen. On what, the big screen. Like, Thanks. Did you no. not tell your family that's what you went to Japan for? Yeah. I think I Teaching need. Teaching English, saki saki. Yeah, there you go. No, but I think I was talking about. Uh, I had this extreme Rasky allergic voice. reaction this oh, to morning. Porn stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay. I was like, my I'm gonna sound my voice is gonna sound like raspy like a porn star. Oh. Um, Amy's family, <laughs> she is not a porn star. <laughs> Thank it was you. a joke between Russell and I because we're silly. <laughs> Thank you. And she loves porn. She is a porn star, really. <laughs> She's a total porn star. She can't hear this bit. <laughs> Amy, thank you very much for thank meeting you, us here at Central. Yeah, thank you Love for you having you. me. Really good to see you both. And thank you for being our um, our fourth or fifth listener, I believe. You're very welcome. Something I enjoy like the that. podcast very much. I listen every week. Thank you Thanks. very big. On that yeah. note, we'll leave it. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Amy. Thank you, Russell. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Cheers, bye. bye. Uh, welcome to the outro. Uh, Amy, we should, we're, we're back at K9 Point Academy today because it's Monday. Do we have to tell people this. Oh, it's advertising for your place. If you don't want me to say that we're at K9 Point Academy, I won't mention it. But no. I thought the idea of doing this, because you do, you give me your time for free. That is true. Uh, as so do you. I thought you give me I your time for free. promote your place of where we are right now. But if you don't want me to, no, don't worry. Well, we're at Shark Production Studio. Which is... In Shark Towers. Which is... Which is which so shut the... Oh. <laughs> let's just do this outro, because and you're busy. And get on busy. with it. Uh, anyway, we're at K9 Point Academy. It's Monday. We recorded the um, that podcast on Friday. I like Amy. Uh, I... I do too, and it was kind of cool to see her. And it's been—I was trying to work out when you arranged the interview. I was like, "Oh wow, Amy, that'd be fantastic!" Well, I haven't seen her for crikey, like a lifetime. And I was trying to work out where it was I would have probably last seen her. And then during the podcast, she mentioned about Banyan Tree, and that's—I think that's my last memory of when I actually saw Is her. Because you don't like her very much. I like Amy a lot. She's very <laughs> cool. I thought she had a really interesting story. I love her little story of how she got here. Did we debate? Does. On the podcast or post-podcast. We any, post any yeah. what you're thinking in the podcast. Having a chat, a discussion. Oh, did okay. we discuss about the, the Phuket-North-South divide or was that after the podcast? No, we did talk. Do you not remember the podcast we just did? Yeah, <laughs> it was days ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, we talked about it. But that, that's the point. She's in Rawai. I'm up in Chang Talay. And it's just, unless you arrange to meet in the DMZ of Central, it's very difficult you to... You mention this on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So but And it's true. Yourself. But it's true. That's why I haven't seen her for so many years. Maybe she's never been to K9 Point Academy up here in Chantelay area. She hasn't because she hasn't been up north for donkey's years either. I don't think she's got a dog. Or that. One key thing is we should mention if her family are listening to this again or have continued listening... That um, her porn career was epic. Her porn epic. career was amazing. I epic. Mean, Amy Does Phuket is the title and it is just amazing. The, some of the drone footage, man... <laughs> <laughs> um, apologies Amy, to Amy's family yeah apologies uh, Amy's awesome I do like her yeah um, right we've got coming up we've actually got people coming up that I can talk about we've actually got line people up we've got one of the most um, coolest creative video companies coming up from Fat Mango is that Sharp Productions um, yes it is Sharp Productions no it's Fat Mangoes they're awesome um, and then we're going to go down and talk to Summerlee Boxing Gym as well cool so we've got loads lined up Phantasmagorical um, like us on Facebook, Russell. Like us on Facebook. Jay the Shark and Friends. Like Jay the Shark us on and Twitter. Friends. Jay the Shark and Friends dot com. 
Phuketpodcast.com, that was it. It's Phuketpodcast.com is the website. Phuket Podcast is the Instagram and Phuket Podcast is the Twitter. And for some random reason, Facebook is Jada Shark and Friends. Excellent. All of which is gloriously Do you want to promote K9 Point Academy while we're here? No? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. If you want to be on the podcast, email us at jadashark at gmail.com. Or go to k9pointacademy.com and check us out just for the hell of it. Or you could email us at phuketpodcast at gmail.com because I've got that. And I've also got Jada Shark and friends and Russell at gmail.com. Just in case people are like, <laughs> I don't know how do we I get do. in touch again? It's so easy. <laughs> so easy. So easy. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Catch Bye. you soon. Bye.